Welcome to the Winging It Travel Podcast with me, James Hammond, where every Monday I'll be joined by guests to talk about their travel stories, travel tips, backpacking advice, and so much more. Right now, I'm taking the podcast on the road traveling with me. So tune in every week for short form episodes detailing all my travels alongside my Monday guest episode. Are you a backpacker, traveler, gap year student, or simply someone who loves to travel? Then this is the podcast for you. This is a casual, informative podcast designed for you to inspire you to travel. There'll be stories to tell, tips to share, and experiences to inspire. Welcome to the show. Hey, yeah, just a quick one. I just want to say there are many ways to support this podcast. You can buy me a coffee and help support the podcast with $5. Or you can go to my merch store with the affiliate link with TeePublic, where there's plenty of merch available to buy, such as t-shirts, jumpers, hoodies, and also some children's clothing. Thirdly, which is free, you can also rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podchaser, or Good Pods. Also, you can find me on social media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. Simply just search for Winging It Travel Podcast, and you'll find me displaying all my social media content for traveling, podcasts, and other stuff. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to the next installment of a solo episode of my travels. And today I'm going to cover Liechtenstein, Kerr or Cher, Toronto, and also a cheeky evening in Verona. First off, Lucerne to Liechtenstein. Checked out at a hostel and made her way to Liechtenstein, which was a train to Sargans and a bus into Liechtenstein. Another substantial breakfast was had, and we made our way out early by bus to the train station to catch a train. But this was the first time that any train we've experienced in Switzerland or anywhere was late. It's 20 minutes or 25 minutes late. So we had to slightly tweak our plans. So we kept on the train to Zurich. We were supposed to get off before, but kept on to Zurich. And we got on another train at Zurich to Kerr. And that was pretty painless in the end, but just a slight twig in plans there. A top tip if you're doing some sort of train over the Alps, but you don't want to take all your stuff in Sargans, you can utilise the locker system that costs eight francs. And it's a pretty big locker. It got both of our big backpacks in there and it's for 24 hours. So we popped them in there and headed to the bus, which is number 11. And that goes to Vaduz. And again, that costs eight francs each one way. It does sit there waiting for you. So no need to get in a rush. Everything kind of seems to leave on time in Switzerland. Never goes early or late. So you can kind of time it pretty well. We did do a bit of research on the bus price. We thought it'd be four francs each, but it wasn't. It was eight. So just bear that in mind. Anyway, we got off at Vaduz Post, which is a stop on the main road through Vaduz. There's only one road. The bus goes all the way down it. And you can kind of pick and choose your stop. Um, But this stop is right in the middle of the town. And instantly you see the castle looming above you, which is actually closed at the minute for renovations. So visitors are not allowed to go. But of course, you can look at it from afar. That is where the royalty lives. Looks pretty decent at the top of there. Must have some great views. First stop on this whistle stop tour of Liechtenstein, we popped to the River Rhine, which was, I don't know, 15, 20 minute walk and got a bridge called Alter Rheinbruck, which basically means the old bridge over the Rhine. And this straddles between Switzerland and Liechtenstein. It's pretty cool. There's a good sign there. Take a picture. All the sort of written stuff about the bridge and the area, I think, is in German only. So unless you are pretty decent at reading that German, not sure what the history is of that. But then there's always Google, I suppose. Took some photos. 
walked between Switzerland and Liechtenstein. Then we walked along the river towards the Rheinpark Stadium, which is the home of the Liechtenstein national football team. They're pretty trash, but still a national stadium to go and see. But you can't go in it, unfortunately. It's pretty closed off. And we head straight back into Vaduz and to the main road. It's fairly easy to navigate around Liechtenstein so far. We ticked off some classic sites in Liechtenstein, such as, please forgive me for my German pronunciation, Landes Verwaltung, which is the government building, Cathedral Set Florin, the main cathedral, the Post Museum, we did go in it, just walked around it, quite cool to take a photo of, and then we made our way to a cafe called 44 Cafe Im Hof, I think my translation might mean 44 Caf in-house, could be wrong, for a trendy coffee to record an episode on my other podcast and of course have a coffee. Now, the server in there was not looking too good, a bit stressed out. I think she's in tears, not really sure why, but looks like she's on her own. And it's actually quite busy with people coming in from working on lunch breaks and just visitors like us coming in as well. And she managed to keep up eventually in the end, but it wasn't nice to see. So not to add more stress, we just got a coffee that cost around four francs slash euros each. After that, we headed to a very expensive bagel place called American Bagel and Coffee. And we just kind of craved a bit of a bagel, to be fair. Had one of those. And I think it came to something like 24, 25 francs for two bagels and a Coke each. It tasted good, but a little bit expensive. You've got to bear in mind, Liechtenstein, Switzerland is going to be expensive for those type of things. But we did make our way to, it's called Landes Museum, which is the National Museum, and that was actually decent value for 10 francs or euros. And it had some cool stuff about the country in there, the royal family, the history. And also there was something I loved in there, which is an exhibition on the World Cup, which is quite impressive, actually, upstairs in that National Museum. By the end of the day, we were knackered, saw a new country, headed back to Sargans on the bus. And we actually bad boyed the bus this time because no one checks your tickets. So we got on the bus and obviously... That's free. So it was kind of eight euros each there and back. That's kind of what we expected to pay. Got away with it. Picked the bags up at the locker, so that works pretty smoothly. And got our train to Kerr, which is the stop where our Benino Express started the next morning. And it's like a little town by the Alps. Pretty cool. We didn't really do much here. We checked into a hotel called Dry Kronig. Very, very decent place to stay. It's got an amazing room that we had. We even had our own little bathroom inside of it. Um, so it's pretty decent too. And that's around €100 a night. It was a nice little treat in the evening. We had dinner at the Wok and Momo's place, which basically sells Momo's and veggie Nepalese Tibetan stuff. Definitely worth it if you want to break from Swiss slash German slash Central European food. Day 10. So we were up early to catch the Benino Express at 8.30am. And essentially what this was is something that we booked quite a while ago, late last year for Emma's birthday, which was this day. And it's going to go from Kerr to Toronto. In Italy, it'll take about four hours and it weaves in and out of the Alps. If you put in Google right now, Alps train Bernina Express, you'll see some great photos there. That's exactly what we saw because the weather was incredible. No rain, barely any cloud, start to finish, view after view, snow-capped mountains, some lush green bits as well. And we stopped at the, sort of near the top but not quite at the top end of it because um, it goes around 2,500 metres high and stops at Ponsatrina and stuff like that. It actually stops for a break for 20-25 minutes at Alps Grum, which is hanging around the 2,050 metre mark. And we got off the train, 
snow everywhere, got some amazing pictures, and it's just pretty incredible. You would have to book in advance because even this train in early March, which I wouldn't say is high season, was fully booked out from what I could see. Maybe a few seats available, but I would make sure you get in there early to get a window seat because obviously you're going to get some great photos on the train. And it's kind of a panoramic train, so you can get videos and photos all the way around. Loads of stuff. If you want to see more of that of that day, check out my social media. I put a lot of videos and photos of that on there. Around 1 to 1.15pm, we arrived into Toronto and went for a coffee at Margi Bar. And we're back to normal European coffee prices at €1.50. Good to be back. And Emma had a huge margarita pizza for 350 Unbelievable value. It's right by the train station if you need something quick there. And as we reflected on the train that we just took, I think the highlight of it for me was at the end, which went through a viaduct. And it goes so slowly that when you take a video, which you'll see on my social media, it looks like you're going in slow motion. Real incredible views and just fantastic way to kind of finish a trip. And then after that, it sort of goes down, right down into Toronto and down to these like mountain villages. So that was quite nice to end the trip on and reflected on that with a coffee at Margie's. China was actually quite busy with tourists, kids and stuff. And we checked in at Marizzi Bar because that's where our check-in was for our accommodation, which was called the Bernina Express Eco Rooms. And again, this was luxury when we got in there. Fantastic bathroom, fantastic bed, great views as well of the mountains. And it's exactly what we wanted for Emma's birthday. The Marizzi bar looks quite trendy. We did not have any food in there, but the coffee, again, was only a couple of euros, but the actual location of itself looks pretty decent. And I can confirm that because the actual breakfast each morning was in that bar. Not quite sure on the relationship between that and the eco rooms, but basically each morning you go to the Marizzi bar across the road for your breakfast, all you can eat, classic Italian style. In the evening, I had booked a table months ago at Paravicini restaurant. But before that, we popped down the street to Cafe Novocento for a drink. And if you buy an alcoholic drink in here, which only costs three or four euros each, I had a De Serrano, which was huge, by the way. Emma had some Prosecco and stuff like that. You get some classic tapas style stuff with it. So olives, a bit of salsa, bread and crisps. Mine was so large, I had to order an emergency Americano because I thought I was going to be absolutely K-lied on the floor. After that, walked to the restaurant and had some trendy pasta and tiramisu. The portions were not huge. It's got a more of a classic fine dining feel to it. But the location was brilliant because we're downstairs. I think they put the tourists downstairs by the wine cellar. Had some wine as well. House wine, for me, it all tastes the same. But that was doable. And again, you're paying around 15 to 20 euros for a main there. And a six for a dessert. Weirdly, the dessert seemed bigger in terms of price than the main for the price. Great birthday for Emma, I think. Yeah, decent day. Lots of views, some wine, some great pasta. And couldn't have gone better, really, with the weather. So really pleased with that. Next day in Toronto was more of a chill day. We wanted an extra day there. And nothing really planned on this day, just to do some admin, not sleep in, but be chilled about the breakfast and see Toronto. It's a pretty small place. But we got up, had a breakfast, back for some admin, some reading, and then walked out to see the town. I was kind of reading a few books. Uh, Stolen and Focus by Yohan Hari was a good one that morning. And also getting some episodes out for the podcast. We went to the Old Town and it was just actually quite a nice warm day. Sort of t-shirt weather. I'm going to go with that. Quite mild. The Old Town is so nice. The old classic Italian buildings. 
kind of wandered around aimlessly around the river. There's a river that goes through Toronto. Views at both ends are incredible. And we've got some photos of that. And then we stopped off for a trendy little coffee at a local bar called Bar 2 Glicine. Probably pronounced that wrong. It's right by the river. And it seems like locals go in there. There's a few of us tourists hanging about outside. Very, again, very cheap. 150 Love that. After that, we had a spot of lunch at a place called Del Angelo, which is at the bottom of our accommodation. Worth doing, like some classic pasta dishes in there for five, six euros. Panini slash sandwiches in there too. They cover all bases, so that's worth doing if you want a quick snack. Rest of the day, just had a bit of a chill really, and then went for pizza in the evening at Letty, which is a classic wood-fired pizza place. Definitely worth going to. Hanging around nine to ten euros a pizza, and they're huge as well. So that was great. Next morning was a travel day. We're heading to Verona. And it wasn't going to be a quick journey. This is a fairly arduous journey. Buses in there, a few trains. But we got up, had the breakfast at Marizzi Bar again across the road. This breakfast, by the way, is all you can eat, pretty much. Meat, cheese, bread, cereal, fruit, coffees, everything. I was kind of getting a bit annoyed with the sweet stuff at breakfast, but I still had it, obviously. But I was kind of craving a bit of eggs and beans. But what can you do? Starting off with a replacement bus from Toronto train station to Sondrio. Not very long, about 40 minutes. Then we had a bit of an hour wait to get our train to Milan. And then our second train to Verona. And then it was a bus to our accommodation. All in all, started at 7.40am and got to Verona by 2.30. Then got to the accommodation by 3. And we checked in pretty much at quarter past 3 at Giardino's guest house, which cost €107 a night. Fantastic location. You've got to stay there. Great room, great breakfast. The service is incredible. The guy who was checking us in was giving us all the tips and tricks for Verona. Really appreciated that. And FYI, the bus from the train station to that place, the tickets cost €1.30 in Verona for 90 minutes. And that's kind of travel in the city, so that's definitely great value. Before we fully checked in, we had a nice trendy little coffee at a local cafe called Cafe Paganotto. Again, it seems very local. I don't think people will be looking for that cafe, but there's a few locals hanging around. And I managed to get my photo with an Italian sports newspaper as a nod to James Richardson and Football Italian in the 90s, if you remember that show. The rest of the day, Emma decided to rest because she wasn't feeling too great, but I headed out into the city and decided to wander the streets in a nice mild weather with no Google Maps and just wander and follow my nose. But I did manage to kind of see a few things accidentally, such as Piazza Erba, Dante's statue in Piazza Doi Signori, I saw Basilica de Santa Anastasia. I also saw Basilica de San Zeno Maggiore. And to finish my little walk, I had a nice trendy little drink at Bar GG, which is definitely worth visiting. But in Verona, honestly, you can walk around and just go to any random street and there'll be a little bar or cafe at the end of it. What a place. The architecture is brilliant. There's a river running through it. There's great views from the top if you want to go outside of the main city limits. Really is a lot of stuff to see there. I'll cover some more of that in the next episode when we actually had a day there and talk more about Verona. But in the evening on this day, we went to a restaurant called Australia Babaco Sass. This was actually on the recommendation of the guy who checked us in. Interesting local place. We had some pasta and Emma had polenta. I mean, the mains are coming in around 8 to 11, 12 euros. Not too bad. But the service is a bit chaotic. I don't think it's a fault of their own. They don't speak great English, so trying to get across what you're ordering is a bit tough sometimes, but 
we managed to get there. Not brilliant for vegetarians from what we could see. I had some great pasta with fish, actually. I really enjoyed that. Definitely worth doing. It's not right in the city centre. It's kind of right near our hotel, so it's that side of the river. Overall, hopefully there's enough content in there to really get you booking the Alps train. You've got to go and do that. Uh, I didn't talk about the price of the ticket, so we had a Eurostar pass, and that enables you to go on any train in Europe pretty much. But some tickets in Europe do cost money because you've got to reserve a seat, and this is one of them. So the reserving of a seat that we paid was €35 each. I'm not sure how much the actual train ticket would cost to go on there as well. Um, So definitely do some research into that, so the Benino Express. But honestly, you have to get lucky with the weather, but if you've got there early, booked for the summer, for example, it shouldn't be too bad there. The scenes are sensational. You have to go and do it. I just couldn't believe what I was seeing every minute of that train ride. Book early, get a window seat, and get and join it. If you've got a bit more cash, a bit more combo, get a first-class ticket. and There'll be less people in there and a bit more spacious seats. Cheers for checking in. If you want any photos or videos, just go, to, go to my social media at, on Instagram or TikTok. I'm posting quite regularly on there at the minute, of course, because there's so much content I can do. And next solo episode will be our time in Venice and the day trip to Verona within that. So I'll cover that. And that will be again this week on the Friday because I need to keep up to date with my travels and the solo episodes as well as the, obviously, the Monday episode. But can't get too behind on my solo episodes. Cheers for checking in. And I'll catch you next time. Ciao, ciao.